The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a finish strong Friday with my guy, AJ Hawk. Can't wait to talk with AJ Hawk about Urban Meyer, about Aaron Rodgers, about off the ball linebackers. There's a lot of good things to talk to AJ Hawk about today. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings always. They've got that unbelievable Casino Legend series going on right now. Just get the Casino app on your phone. Use the code ROSS. Let's finish strong before the holiday weekend. We will have a show on Monday. We'll be all over it for you, so you don't need to worry about that. We'll have a show Monday morning that you can listen to, a Ross Tucker football podcast. We will wait uh, a day and do the college draft podcast on Tuesday, but we will have a Ross Tucker football podcast on Monday for your listening or viewing youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL enjoyment. But for today, it's a finish strong Friday, which means you know what we want. I want winners. I want people that want to win. We want people that want to be a part of what we're building with all these various podcasts. We want people that, quite frankly, show a little bit of appreciation and give us a like on social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Even better if you share or quote, tweet or reply. Any way that you engage helps with those algorithms so more people actually see us. So, We've got the Spread the Word winner, which is Robert Anthony via Facebook. Thank you, Robert. Send me an email, ross at rostucker.com. Let me know if you would like a signed picture. I still have an Eagles press pass. You can get a signed football card from Washington, Dallas, or Buffalo. Just let me know. I am realizing right now, mid-sentence, that I forgot the sponsor confirmation email winner. So what I would do if I were you is I would take advantage of any of the sponsors today or over the weekend, send it to me because I'm going to pick one on Monday and I need to pick some more people to be in the best ball draft with me and Joe Dolan over at DraftKings. So either way, you should hit up the sponsors. And then the YouTube shout out, 
Chris Skinner. I love it, right? All you have to do is go to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, subscribe, check out the different place I'm at for today's show, see what you think of whatever that painting is or whatever that is behind me, and make a comment. I'll notice it. Like I noticed Chris Skinner's, and you get a Cameo-style shout-out. The same thing people pay me to do on Cameo. You get it for free. All you have to do is subscribe to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Very fired up about A.J. Hawk today. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. As promised, I am joined by my buddy. I think we actually did a few shows together over at SiriusXM. Longtime NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champ, top 10 pick. Now he's all over the Pat McAfee show every day. AJ Hawk at official AJ Hawk on Twitter, which means was there an imposter, AJ Hawk, AJ? I, I don't know if it's an imposter. I, I was a little bit late to the game with Twitter. And so when I tried to get my name, they said somebody's out there. And when I wanted to get it back, since it was not an imposter and they weren't pretending to be me, I was screwed. So I'm I'm with I'm official AJ Hawk, I guess, forever. You know what's funny about that is um the reason why I started Twitter. It was like 2008 or 2009, I retired, and I was writing for Sports Illustrated. Like Peter King and I, I was like writing a weekly column for them. And Sports Illustrated was like, you got to do Twitter. You got to do Twitter. I was like, okay. So they made all of our handles. Like they, they said, we'll set it up for you. I was like, okay, yeah, thank you. I don't even know what it is. Set it up for me. They made all of our handles, dude, at SI underscore Ross Tucker, at SI and I was like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. Meanwhile, some other guy who's like a Yahoo Finance guy took at Ross Tucker. So, then of course, I left Sports Illustrated for ESPN for like two years, and I had to switch it. So, I was like, all right, I'll be at Ross Tucker NFL. But Sports Illustrated, very smart, by the way, to be like, oh, we'll set it up for you. And then they made your Twitter handle SI underscore Ross Tucker, SI underscore Peter King. I mean, it does make sense that they would do that. Do you think they could get away with doing that now? In 2009, I feel like we weren't really sure exactly how it works. Now, anyone getting onto Twitter, I would hope, knows, like, hey, yeah, you should probably not have the company you work for in your Twitter handle because who knows how long that's going to last. Yeah, no, I, like, if, if somebody tried to do that now, I would just laugh at them. <laughs> yeah. You know, but back then, I didn't, I didn't know any different. It's funny, AJ, too, because I know people have probably talked to you about this before. Your name is awesome. <laughs> like 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 especially for a linebacker like your name is like if there was a movie like a football movie the linebacker's name would be like aj hawk you know what i mean i, I don't know that would be a show that would be a show we could do sometime is like great football names like, i don't remember like back in the day Notre Dame had a linebacker named michael stonebreaker and i just thought that was the greatest thing ever and he was good like he was flying i was like Stonebreaker, that's amazing. But do you appreciate like how awesome your name is? Uh, no, I mean I don't. I don't hear that too often from people. But I've started to think about my name more now. That I have four young kids, and I talk to them about their name and just trying to get them to remember their full name. Okay, what's your full name, guys? There's a middle name in there too. <laughs> you gotta try to figure it out. Um, they start asking questions about our name. Well, how do we get the name Hawk? I'm like, well, you know, our family and grandpa, and that's how it's just passed down. That's how we're doing it. And then I start to think, I'm like, yeah, man, I could have. I, I start to think of 
different friends who like my wife has friends who got married who took on their husband's name and their husband just has an awful last name. So I'll make jokes every <laughs> once in a while with my wife, but hey, you could have had that last name, huh? Yeah, you really lucked out here. Yeah, my wife's maiden name is Cuppenhaver, which is fine. But um, I'm pretty happy with my name. Like, as far as names go, it could be a lot worse than Ross Tucker. Like, simple enough. Like, perfect. I think, yeah, I think you, you look like Ross. You look like Ross Tucker. You grow Thank into you. it. Thank you. I like it. So, here's the other thing. I, I, and I've, I've noticed you, I've seen the clips of you on Pat's show. So, I've noticed it before. What's with all the books? So, first of all, are those real books behind you? These are absolutely not real books. They may be real books that were taken in a photograph and printed onto some vinyl sheet that I have used gaffer tape to tape to my attic wall back here. There is nothing real about it. Uh, I went through a couple different backgrounds throughout my time. There's actually are the walls painted in green screen paint behind everything. Like I could use that. I got a lot of options up here. But once I put this bookshelf up with all the books facing out too, no titles showing, seemed to get a lot of intrigue and people... People tend to think it's real. So, hey, Amazon did a good job. It was only like a $25 backdrop, and I'm on there every once in a while looking for different backdrops to see what me, what might be next. So that is so you're in the attic right now, and you just put up a – because I'm sitting there thinking and, – and no offense, but I'm like, I just don't picture AJ having that many books. Like, I just don't – like. Or, or even like I'm looking at like the way it's lined up. I'm like, really? Is that how he would like line up his books? The funny thing is about my – like – my thing is I have a detached garage, which I turned into like my studio deal. And I was just going to get like some portable thing behind me. My wife's like, make it nice. Like get the built-in file cabinets. Not that we really need to file much stuff anymore. And then um, I had that room to put like some helmets and game balls or whatever. Now that we do all this video stuff and now that we do Zoom, everybody AJ is always like, dude, that's amazing. Like your backdrop... Meanwhile, like you know, I was on Sirius XM for 11 years. Like, I never did video for like the first seven years I was doing this. So I never, nobody even knew that it looked cool behind me. It looks great. I mean, hey, you were prepared, right? You were always, uh, you were always ready for something like this. Yeah, the, I, I don't mind reading. Like, I enjoy reading, but especially now it's 2021. I listen to a lot of my stuff. You know, not even books on tape, audio books that I, I download. So. We, we do own books in our house. There, there are a lot of them are for decoration in different parts. My wife's an interior designer, so she is actually disgusted by this room that I have up here in the attic. She won't come up very often. Uh, but yeah, it's, it was, yeah, it worked out. I have a nice little nook here where I could lock the door. And if I'm doing a three or four hour live show, my kids can bang on the door all they want, but they just can't get in. Yeah, dude, I, I, I can't, I, I haven't read a book in a long time and I don't really think that I will. Because I at all times have like five or six articles in my web browser on my phone. Like I need to read this uh, NIL revenues could prompt college football players. There's a best offensive line rank. Like there's just always stuff I, I like I see on Twitter that I need to read that I never like I don't like I need to read that stuff like that helps me for my job. Like I don't have time to read a book. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I, I get caught in that too, where sometimes I feel like I'm not, and you're way more prepared to know a lot more like broader spectrum of when it comes to the sporting world than I do. I, I have a hard time paying attention to much more than the NFL and college football. Like if I'm working college games as an analyst, I really dig in and I love studying for those teams, but I can't just sit back and watch any college football game. Like I need to have some kind of vested interest or I want to, I don't know, there needs to be something there for me. And I just uh, – that's what sometimes I struggle on serious at times. If 
we're talking about different – if it's not the football season and they want to talk about different sports, I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I did not watch the Minnesota-Iowa baseball game last night. I, I can't <laughs> give you much info on that. I'm, I love baseball, respect it, but, yeah, I just can't uh, – I can't watch everything. So, speaking of Ohio State, which is where you went, um, and college football, vested interest, I know you never played for him. Maybe you don't even know the guy that well. I don't know. I guess I'm just curious – how you think Urban Meyer uh, will do as an NFL head coach in Jacksonville. How well do you know him? I know him pretty well, so I never never had the chance to play for him, which a lot of times, you know, Ross, you can have a better relationship with a guy when you don't play for him because it just they – I don't know, there's just something about it. Like I, Kevin Green, RIP, great one, just unbelievable person, coach, Hall of Famer, great player, was coaching in Green Bay. He was coaching outside backers. I played inside backers, so Winston Moss coached inside backers. Kevin Green coached outside. So Kevin wasn't my direct coach. We had a great relationship because he wasn't coaching me and riding me every single day on everything I was doing. So we could kind of have great communication, I feel like, at times. And with Urban, I never played for him, but I obviously have a ton of respect for what he's done. I actually just saw him maybe a week or two ago down uh, at a big Ohio State function in Florida. They had this big uh, – there's an Ohio State Buckeye cruise every year, and they raised millions of dollars for cancer research and Urban and Shelley Meyer Foundation – a recipient of that. So I talked to Urban for a little bit down there uh, seven, 10 days ago, probably. And he's excited, man. Like we asked him, Oh, how you, you playing golf? He's like, no, I haven't, I haven't played around nothing. I, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing. Like he is grinding. And my buddy, Anthony Schlegel, who I played with at Ohio state is the head strength coach in Jacksonville. So I got to hear from Schlegel, all the individualized plans and how everybody's doing and how excited they are and how just the anticipation for training camp for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jags from everybody, not only Urban and Schlegel and the rest of the staff and players, but people, if you, I assume practices are going to be open to the public. I think it's going to be fun to watch Jacksonville and camp this year. Um, Interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's, that's what he's kind of known for, right? Like if he's in, he's, he's all in. And that had to be a big, you know, it's always interesting. Like he's made a lot of dough. Like he didn't need to do it and he knows what it entails takes a special person to be like, yeah, I, I want to take on – like, I don't want to just chill and golf. Like, I want to go prove I can do it at that level. I'm I'm, uh, I'm impressed by people that continue to have that, like, drive to – I mean, he knows what he's getting into, man. Oh, yeah, he knows. And I think going into it, when teams look like we're reaching out or they're thinking about coaching again, it had to be, like, the perfect situation for him, I feel like, where he got – enough control and could, you know, take control of his destiny because he knows like, Hey, this is my legacy. It's up. This is what a lot of people will remember about me, how I do here, especially during his, his whole NFL career will be judged off of this. And I think just like the, the Fox show. So when he went on the, the big noon kickoff, he does actually my brother-in-law Brady Quinn's on the show. I think Bob Stoops is replacing him this year. Is that right? Is that public? Is that known? I think so. Yeah. I assume I'm not breaking any news. I, I think Bob, I don't, Brady didn't even tell me. I thought I read it somewhere that Bob was taking the gig for Urban. Um, I knew when Urban took that job, people would ask me, how's he going to do? I said, well, if he wants to be there, he's going to be awesome. Like he will be, if he's all in, he will be great. And I thought he was great on there because he was all in. He seemed to really enjoy it. But hey, man, like coach is coach. I know like there's, I make the joke all the time. Like there's a lot of guys I know they're going to die with the clicker in their hand in their office. Like that's their dream. Like <laughs> watching inside run from, October 10th and they just pass away peacefully with the clicker in their hand like that's how they want to go I'm not saying that's urban but I think coaches coach they want to be out there they have that fiery competitiveness and I mean who knows maybe maybe urban coaches a few years in Jacksonville and he's like man 
I should have come to the NFL sooner. Like, what is, why am I sitting here recruiting all year and calling recruits while I'm walking off the practice field? I just won a national title and I got to make sure these young 16, 17 year old kids want to still come to school here. He do not have to worry about any of that. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes. And he has Trevor Lawrence down there and seems to be making the right moves, but let's see, man, let's see if it, uh, if it actually pans out. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, meeting and talking with urban recently how annoying is it for you that because you have a relationship with Aaron Rodgers you guys were teammates your friends or whatever right that everybody thinks that like you have the inside scoop or that you know what's going to happen like I always try to tell people like if I have teammates or friends that are in a situation like I don't ask like I ask them about their wife and kids like I don't like Unless they call me and like want my advice or like need somebody to talk to about something, like you don't you don't bring that stuff up. Like that's not what friends talk to each other about. I, I'm just curious. Like you probably every show you go on, everywhere. I'm sure on McAfee show, whatever. I'm sure you ask about it all the time. Is it annoying that everybody thinks that like you know what's going to happen and you talk to like? As if, like, every day you and Aaron are, like, planning, like, how this whole thing's going to play out. Uh, I don't know if it's annoying. I mean, I understand why it's like that right now, especially with the situation and how unique it is with Aaron and who knows what it's gonna, what's going to happen with, with Green Bay and, and his agent and whatever they're going to work out. I have no clue how it pans out. I mean, it's, it is weird at times because I was with him at the Kentucky Derby, and then the day, uh, what, the day before I got to the Derby on Friday – uh, is when everything the Schefter said that Aaron doesn't want to be there and all of this stuff. I'm like, okay, we're driving into a firestorm here. My wife and I are pulling in like, this is all right. And, and it was fine. Like, I don't, but you're right. Like you don't sit there and be okay, man. So how's your, how's your mental at? Where are you, how you doing, man? Like, are you okay? What's the, how's this all going to play out? Like, that's not, that's not what, what you talk about usually. And I'm going to be seeing him here in another week or so and staying with him in Lake Tahoe for this golf tournament we play in every summer. Um, so yeah, it's it's not annoying. I understand it, and I guess at times, yeah, I may know more than I would give off. But that's the reason. Like, I've known him. I, I sat next to Aaron, my very first team meeting ever in Green Bay, um, two thousand six. I sat next to Aaron in our team meeting room, uh, and I sat next to him for nine straight years every day in our team meeting. So like, I've known him back when he was the backup, and Brett Favre was the starter my first two years. So I guess, yeah, I mean. You could be a source. If I really wanted to, I could try to be a source and try to break stuff and whatever. But then, you know, those people that you forged relationships with years ago, I, I, I would guess, don't want to hang out with a whole lot of people that they thought they were close to. And all of a sudden now they're they're using them as a source. Um, yeah, who, who would who would want to be close friends with someone that's, you know, trying to break news off of what they tell them? I mean, I, I would never do that. Um, I do have a question for you about that. The one thing I hear a lot about is like the Packers should have given them a heads up. They were going to draft the quarterback. The Packers should have given them a heads up. They were going to draft the quarterback. I, I just don't like, how does that work? Like they, they didn't know they were going to draft the quarterback. Like they didn't know the draft was going to go that way and that they'd end up getting Jordan Love. Like I, I, and by the way, even if they did give him a heads up, like would that have made him feel a lot better about it? That, that part I don't understand. The part that I think like, and you might know more than I do, AJ, I'm just saying from afar, I'm sure he would have appreciated a heads up, but like they don't know how the draft's going to go. Maybe Jordan loves like the 10th overall pick that year. Like they, they're, they're going to call, hey, we might take a quarterback. 
and then they don't. Well, then what happens? Then he really then they, can you imagine that? Like they if the Packers called you, AJ, like AJ, we might take a linebacker in the first round. You're like, oh, okay, and then they don't. That then it's like, okay, well, I'm glad they didn't, but they were thinking about it. So what does that mean? What they think? Like, like that just isn't that doesn't. Ha- I don't understand that part of it. Now the part where the part where he said. Uh, Kumaro's a lock to make the team, and the next day they cut him. Now that would bother me, because that's like, wait a minute, Brady gets to just say, "I want Antonio Brown, I want Gronk," and they get him. Rogers says Kumaro's a lock. The next day they cut him. That's like that would bother me more than the whole quarterback thing. Oh, I think you're absolutely right too, and and you're right when you think about like the logistics of letting him know that they were going to take Jordan Love. It happens very, very fast, I think, on draft night. Now, yeah, maybe leading up to the draft, if they would have had very open lines of communication. Another That's another thing, though, that is weird. Like, If they would have reached out the day before the draft and said, hey, Aaron, just so you're not caught off guard, we may – like, I don't know how it's going to shake out, but there's a possibility we take a quarterback in the first round. And he's like, okay, cool, thanks for the heads up. But then they don't. You're right. Like, is it – how weird is that? So the team's in an awkward spot there too, but I think Aaron would still probably appreciate the honesty. But it, like you you mentioned the Kumaro thing. Yeah, that's from what I've figured out through all this and what it sounds like from what all the public comments Aaron has made. is like, it's just, it's like what Schefter said when he first reported, like it's an, an accumulation of things over time. I think that he is just, it's gotten to a point where it probably should have never gotten to this point where, yeah, like Dave just he had he I got I think he doesn't feel like he's been involved in everything. I don't think he wants to be involved in everything. He's not trying to sit in on staff meetings and with the scouts and tell them who to pick and whatever. I think he just wants to know, yeah, like if I if I like a guy, I think a guy is gonna be our third receiver or something, and I talk about him, and all of a sudden he gets cut the next day. It makes me look kind of weird too. Like we're not on the same page. So things like that that have continued to happen, I guess, are probably what has brought it to where we are now. That part of it. Makes perfect sense to me and always has. That's like, that I think is like almost disrespectful. Um, and and maybe, look, they didn't know he was going to say that. And maybe they were planning on cutting Kumaro, whatever. But if he thinks a wide receiver, like I'm actually really surprised. Like I can tell you right now, if Brady said a, he loves a guy, even in New England with Belichick, that guy's staying and if Brady said, if Brady looked at Belichick and was like, eh, that guy's gone. And do that happen? Like, um, some of the even like veteran, like well known guys like Ocho Cinco or Joey Galloway, as soon as Brady was like, nah, not, they're gone, dude. They're gone. Bye bye. Yeah. And that's, you're right when you talk about just like the respect thing, what he's been there, however many, is it 16 years now? He's played there forever, obviously. And you would think this throughout those years, you've built up like a rapport and a common like respect between both sides. Like, hey, just just keep me in the loop, man. Like, yeah, like I don't, I don't need to be a quasi owner or a GM, but yeah, I just want to know what's going on, like any kind of moves that are happening. I don't want to get caught off guard because, I mean, Aaron is the face of the Packers. Like, Brett Favre was the Packers, and then Aaron is the Packers, and and largely Aaron is what you know one of the handful of guys you think of when you think of the NFL. So yeah. He, when he probably is annoying for him when he has people texting him, asking him, like, imagine if like a Kumro or Jordy, when Jordy doesn't get brought back, like, hey, man, did you know this is going on? Aaron's like, are you kidding me? Like, I had no clue. You know how I feel about you guys. So I don't know how it gets worked out. I hope it does. We're we're starting to, to run out of time. We're getting to close to crunch time now where something has to happen. But 
I wish I had a, I wish I had some kind of idea what's going to happen or how it ends. Uh, last question. And you might be a biased uh, person to answer this, but that's okay. Cause you played the position. One of the things I think is really interesting is I, I don't know if it's half the teams, AJ, but there's a decent amount of teams. They really don't invest many resources in off the ball linebackers, which is what you played. And you were a top, what were you, number six pick overall? Uh, yeah, five. Yeah, you're number, number f- five overall pick, okay? And yet there's a bunch of teams that think you don't need to invest a lot of money or resource in off-the-ball linebackers. But then you have, like, the Bucks, who just paid Levante David again. They took Devin White, whatever he was, fifth overall or whatever. What are your thoughts on what appears to be a discrepancy between different front offices regarding the importance of off the ball linebackers. Like, is this something that is passionate to you because you played it or do you kind of understand the teams that are like, listen, we can get by with average guys there. No, I, I kind of get it. I, I really do. I understand why the position has kind of been devalued, but you see like what the bucks did this year and the speed that they have at linebacker when you realize how big of a difference that can make, but it's tough to find guys like that, I think. Um, but I get it. I, I mean, I had a coach, I remember I was, when I was still playing, I had a coach telling me how he would like build his team and how he built his defense. And he, he said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting some outside rushers that are monsters. I'll pay those guys. Hopefully get some big stout interior guys, maybe get a lockdown corner, pay that dude. And then, I was like, what about your linebackers? He's like, oh, fine. I don't know. Fourth, fifth, but I don't know. I can find guys to do that. I can get someone off the street to play inside backer because it, it's true when you think about like base personnel, there's a lot of times where you're not in base ever in a game. You start out in nickel and you go to dime throughout the game to where you may only have one linebacker in the game. and He's got to be a guy that can run and cover. So I understand why it has been devalued a little bit. I think now, I don't know, maybe we'll see it change a little bit with like these hybrid type guys that are, almost like safety bodies that can come down the box. I know Keanu Neal is going to play some backer this year in Dallas. I, I think he could do it. But I think when you see guys like Devin White that can walk out of the box and you feel safe having him cover anybody, and he can also hit and run and hit like a monster. It's uh, They're very valuable. But I, I understand why I guess they may be overlooked when you talk about like who you're going to pay on your defense. You, you pay your outside rushers. You pay a lockdown corner. And then after that, a lot of people feel like, yeah, oh, we can figure the rest out. Check him out on social media at official AJ Hawk. 11 years in the NFL. Uh, one of the best college linebackers I've ever seen. Super Bowl champ. And he's on Pat McAfee's show 2 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. AJ, really appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, man. Good to be with you. I, I saw you at the – remember we worked at the zone. We did a few things at the Super Bowl back in Atlanta a while back. So it's good to see you again. Absolutely. I, yeah, I got a great picture of us, by the way. I mean, you look okay, but it's about as good as I've ever looked. I look at that picture. Like, that's what I want you to post on social media. I, it must have been a good angle. That's as good as I get. Whatever that yeah, is. Send it to me. I, I think I yeah, sent it to me. I do remember we were, I was laughing the whole time. I think I was messing up because it was super windy and my hair was crazy, like Big Earn. <laughs> yes. Like uh, Big Earn from, uh, <laughs> it was just flying everywhere. We had to stop shooting. So I, I appreciate you being patient with me there. Yes. And we had the stadium. I will, I will send that to you if you don't have it. Thanks, man. Thanks, Ross. Absolutely terrific stuff there with AJ. I mentioned earlier, by the way, there are so many easy ways 
to engage with the show. I know all of you are on at least one social media platform. Whatever that platform is, please follow your boy. Either at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod. We even cleaned up the YouTube page, by the way. So at the top, the top playlist at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, it is our best of. The best clips, the ones that have gotten the most video hits. You should check those out. We also have the highlight clips. It's a really cool place for you to A, see what me and the other guys and the guests look like, but also be able to see what we think is the best of the best of the other shows that we do. Let's get to the takes, Brian. Tuck's Takes. Morning, Ross. All right. Lots to get to since Wednesday. Actually, let's start with the Washington football team being fined $10 million and team owner Daniel Snyder stepping away from his day-to-day operations of the team. Strange, Bri. Very, very strange. Um, Look, you guys know I am authentic. I am genuine. I tell it like it is. I started my career there. I finished my career there. I mean, $10 million is a lot of money. So I give them credit for that, okay? But the fact that there doesn't appear to be any written report regarding the investigation, there's no details. I think anytime you lack transparency, I think you're creating problems for yourself. And I think the NFL and the Washington football team Now, maybe with when they released it, you know, the Thursday before a long holiday weekend, people will talk about it today, which I think is why they release them on Thursdays now. They used to do these things on Fridays, Brian, but they really did it on a Friday afternoon. Then it would save it for the next Monday or Tuesday because they hadn't talked about it yet. But if you do it on Thursday afternoon, then all the shows talk about it on Friday And by the following week after the holiday, they move on to something else. So that's why it's now a Thursday afternoon news dump instead of a Friday afternoon news dump. Because when they do it on Fridays, it just holds over. So that's why they did it. Um, Look, you know, the lack of transparency, I think, is problematic. And for two days earlier... To name his, for the owner to name his wife, the co-CEO, and then he loses his day-to-day operations, but his wife has him. I mean, as if he's not still pulling the strings, as if he's not, you know, telling his wife and communicating with her and telling her how he thinks things want to go down. I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll be curious. To be honest with you, I really don't care that much. Maybe that's bad. Maybe I should. But I don't think it's a great look for the NFL. And I wonder if this becomes an issue that carries over into next week. Punishments also handed down to the Jaguars, Cowboys, and 49ers for OTA violations. So the NFLPA is not messing around when it comes to OTA violations anymore. It's a big reason why they didn't even want to go to OTAs. And some teams barely had them. Some teams didn't have them. The Browns didn't go. They don't want there to be contact at OTAs. They know what the letter of the law says. They realize teams have been pushing over the limit. They don't want to allow it. They don't want it to happen. 
And so they're going out of their way to try to stop it. And if there's a team that goes overboard, I think it was like 100000 for the team, 50000 for the head coach for the Cowboys and Niners. I'm not surprised at all that the Jacksonville Jaguars got the stiffest punishment, 200000 for the team, 100000 for Urban Meyer. I mean, Brian, if you would have told me, name one coach that we think pushed the limits on OTAs, I would have said Urban Meyer because he's a college guy and he doesn't realize that there are rules like this that you can't go over, and that's what happened. Takes. New Orleans Saints signed right tackle Ryan Ramchuk. Five years, $96 million, $60 million of it guaranteed. It's the highest paid right tackle in football at an average of $19.2 million a year. So, number one, this is awesome. I am thrilled for Ryan. You know, he went to a D2 school out of high school, Bry. Never played there. Transferred to a D3, I think, where he's from, Wisconsin, Stevens Point. Was good for a couple years. Then he transferred to the Badgers. Obviously was good there. Now he gets $60 million guaranteed. $19 million a year. I mean, that is incredible. I'm thrilled for that young man. Uh, a little jealous. A little jealous. I wish I had been a little bit better of a player. I mean, gosh, that's amazing. Jealous isn't the right word. Envious. But more so, thrilled for him and thrilled that offensive linemen, right tackles, can make $19 million a year playing pro football. Absolutely incredible. And he's worth it. You know, the Saints have the best pair of tackles in the league. He's worth it to make sure they're covered there on the edges. Some other notes include former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson wanting to coach again. The Bucks are putting former defensive coordinator Monty Kiffin in their, their ring of honor. Uh, the NCAA officially allowing NIL, name, image, and likeness. And the San Francisco 49ers are going to wear their 1994 throwbacks uh, numerous times this year. So not surprised on Doug Peterson. I think he's a terrific coach. I would be very surprised if he's not hired next cycle. And I think any team that's looking for a head coach should strongly consider him. The Bucks, Monty Kiffin, I love that. You don't see coordinators or assistant coaches going in rings of honor very often, Bri, but they're good. They, I mean, they're, they're worth it. They make a difference. I think that's fantastic that they're doing that. Uh, the NCAA, wow. I mean, I'm seeing all these kids get deals already. It is a whole new ball game, a whole new frontier. It's kind of the wild, wild west. I am fascinated to see how the name, image, and likeness. And by the way, NFL agents, NFL PA agents are allowed to help these kids with their NIL deals. So if you're an agent in the NFL to tie it back to the NFL, you have to be helping these kids with the NIL. Otherwise, these NIL agents are going to get relationships with these kids and they're going to be like the feeder system for NFL agents. I mean, it's the, the, the whole system changed overnight, changed in one day. It's amazing. And I got to tell you, Brian, I think the 94 throwbacks for the Niners, I think that's like their worst uniform ever. I mean, I know they won the Super Bowl that year and they killed the Chargers and they were great, but man, 
The classic Niners unis in the 80s are amazing. The 94 throwbacks, not a big fan of those. I am a big fan of all of our patrons. You want to talk about people that are loyal and show their support? Woo! Patreon.com slash RT Media. How about the I think we're done here members of Patreon.com slash RT Media that get a shout out at the end of every show? Pizza Boy Brewing. Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com. Have a terrific holiday weekend, everybody. Enjoy some, hopefully some daddy sodas, some good eats, some family time, and we will have a show for you Monday morning. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way... If what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.